Welcome to Generous Impact. My name is Brett Brummett. And my name is Amanda Brummett. We are joined today by Timothy Robinson and Lori Kelly of Inspired to Help. Timothy is the founder and chairman of the board, and Lori is the director of corporate giving. In this episode, you'll hear about their work with the unhoused, seniors, and youth. Where there is a need, they will find a way to help. We think you'll be inspired to help after meeting Lori and Timothy. Well, Timothy and Lori, thank you so much for being here with Brett and I today. I'd like to start with having each of you tell us a little bit about yourselves, both personally and professionally. Well, my name is Timothy Robinson, and I am the, I guess you would call me the board chairman of Inspired to Help. I've been married for 29 years to Lisa Robinson, who I met here at Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Texas. I have three daughters, and all of my daughters have been involved in extracurricular activities, from cheerleading to choir to soccer. And so I like to keep my kids active, but I think uh, being involved in activities makes for a well-rounded person. Uh, I'm a lifelong resident of Dallas. Uh, I've always either lived or worked within 12 miles of where I grew up, which makes it kind of unusual with, with all these, with the migration of folks from the North coming in. Uh, and I, as I mentioned, I work at Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Texas. And I hear you're a grandparent. I have uh, four grandkids. Uh, they wow. range in age from four months to 17 years old. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. And Lori, how about yourself? Hi, I'm Laurie Kelly, and I am the Director of Corporate Giving uh, for the Inspired to Help organization. And I have been a friend of Timothy's for about 10 years while we've worked here together at Blue Cross and Blue Shield. Um, the funny thing about meeting Timothy was that he used to be my blue bear ma- uh, mascot when I would go out in the community with our blue bear for Blue Cross and Blue Shield. And um, it was very interesting uh, you always knew exactly how to work with Timothy after a couple of times you got to know him pretty well. Um, he has a certain way he wanted to get dressed at a certain time that he would always a- a- arrive. Sure. And so um, we've just been lifelong friends since and honestly um, work together because of, you know, our both of our commitments to the community. It's fantastic. I have to say, I'd like to see some pictures of this blue bear costume. and <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. Lori mentioned that actually I was the very first blue bear for Blue Cross and Blue Shield. So when we started that program, I was the very first bear and did promotional videos and all type of things in that bear costume. Oh, wow. I love that. Love it. Love it. Love it. Well, Timothy, something I would add to who you are, um, and it speaks to how you and I met, is you're someone that's always giving back professionally to the community and personally to your larger community. Um, And what I mean when I say that is, when we you know, worked together back when I was in anesthesia and you were at Blue Cross and still are, you were always willing to talk to somebody that was looking for a job in the industry or someone that was interested in getting into healthcare. If someone needed resources personally or professionally, you were always willing to dive in and help. And then I think later on, once you started Inspired to Help, I think you and I reconnected over, you were looking for shoes for some unhoused people in Dallas. And even though you were in Garland and I was in Capel, you were willing and able and insisted that you would drive to Capel and pick up a box of tennis shoes um, to help people out. So I I think that you're always giving of yourself. And that's not even to mention your official volunteer work, like what you do with the school district and AACP and some of the youth sports. Um, so I just really appreciate that about your personality. And I suspect Lori is probably the same way. And that's why 
you two volunteer together. Would you say that's accurate? I would say that's very accurate. You mentioned volunteerism. Actually, it's it's one of the things that kind of bonds us together. Uh, all the board members of, of Inspired to Help are all involved in other activities. I don't know to the extent that I am. Uh, I'm uh, the board chair of the multi-ethnic committee for the Garland Independent School District, I'm the president of the HOA for my community. I'm one of the executive board members of the Garland NAACP with a focus on fair housing and also with the, the email blasts that go out from NAACP. Oh, that's fantastic. I'm convinced you don't sleep. It's not possible. <laughs> you know, and with all that, so I would love to know more when you focus yourself just from everything, like when you started Inspire to Help, what what were you first trying to solve and what does Inspire to Help do today? You know, so there's a story behind Inspired to Help. I mentioned the NAACP. Uh, before I joined that organization, there was a young man that was getting an award and there was a speaker that night. And one of the things he said, and it's it still affects me 10 years later, he said, what are you doing for your community? And I sat there and thought to myself, I said, I, I consider myself an intelligent individual. I've coached youth sports for the past 30 years. I referee high school basketball. But what am I doing for the community? And from that, it's one of the things that made me start uh, start working with NAACP. From working with NAACP, I saw that it was a civic organization. And there were you know, instances where people could be helped in the community. And there were, there were things that we didn't do. So I asked myself, what could I do better to help those in the community? And so that's why I started Inspired to Help. Uh, Inspired to Help is a lot of different things for a lot of different people. But for, for me personally, I wanted an avenue to help people. And that's that's where it came from. And Lori, I know you got some color to add to that because I know you probably are involved in all aspects of it. Like, What is the full range today of what Inspired to Help does? Uh, the full range, uh, honestly, um, we adapt to the needs of the community uh, year over year. We review our programs and decide what our focus is for the year. Um, we try to make sure that we're thinking about the needs that come to us that prior year and think about the people that we've come across in some of our different events and in ways that we can help them better or ways that we could address the gaps of of the community and their needs um, to help them better live their lives and have access to things that they they don't normally have. For example, we uh, work with senior citizens a lot in different um, organizations uh, throughout the whole Metroplex, actually. And we try to focus on what their needs might be. Um, you know, a lot of times they don't have access to a, a lot of money. So we provide things um, for like bingo games at the community centers that are like full size, um, you know, soaps and things like that, that are just things that kind of take that pressure off of their budget and allow them to actually receive something that they will use in one of those bingo games. And it also entertains them at the same time. But um, but we also do a lot for um, the community, the children that are, you know, doing uh, in school with scholarships. Um, and we have a unique way that we kind of look for the the people that we uh, that we allow to apply for those scholarships and and who who we base those scholarships to. Um, and and as I said, we we just kind of decide 
year over year, what is going to be our focus and how we're going to, you know, commit to those programs for that next year. Do we get a preview for this next year? <laughs> well, I can take, there's, there's a couple of things. Hold that. hold that. Okay. To the end. Okay. Hold that. Okay. <laughs> Teaser. I love the fluidity and the nimbleness of your organization. You guys see a need, you go find a way to fill it. That's, that's really awesome. So Timothy and Lori, both, I'm super curious where you guys find the time to volunteer. It's really important to me that people see that they can volunteer too in any season of life. So um, how, how can you inspire others to want to help? That's, you know, that's one of the, also one of the unique things about Inspired to Help, because one of the hurt things that I hear a lot is, I'd like to know how to help. I, I just don't know how or who I need to contact. With Inspired to Help, there's, there's many ways you can help. Yeah, there's, there's sweat equity or there's through financial. So some of the things we do is like, for instance, we're out in the community helping the, the helping the homeless. So at least twice a year, we go out and whether it's the summer or winter, we provide them with the items they need for that particular time of year. Uh, we find opportunities to go help with our senior centers. We go and we provide, we might do a lunch. We might do a bingo game. We might do a snow cone social. So we have these activities that are going on with the seniors. I also provide like actually school, school students an opportunity to get uh, hours through working with us, whether it's sorting clothes for the homeless or whether it's going out. We've gone out, we've cut yards before. We've, we've cleaned up lawns. We've done all that type of thing. So there's avenues that if you want to get out and help, Inspired to Help will give you that opportunity. Okay, so what I'm hearing is if I've got one hour, 100 hours, or $100, you can find a way to help me put them into action. Exactly. Exactly. We are, I mean, we're like, as Lori mentioned earlier, we're many things to, to whatever needs to be done. I think one of the things that I mentioned earlier, one of the things that we try to do is we try to be whatever we can for different people, right? There's all these people, all these different community services have these niches. It's like, for instance, the NAACP civic organization, the YMCA, you know, a place for kids to come after school. Inspired to Help tries to be a lot of different things for a lot of different people, whatever we need to be at that particular moment. So at this point, you know, you're doing kindness to others, benefiting provider recipient, you know, mutual benefit, doing provides inspiration. What are some of those stories of inspiration or connection that you guys have seen while doing your work in the community? Actually, they're, they're actually two two events that actually keep me going and that you mentioned that we mentioned that we go out and we feed the homeless uh we'll do that either on the weekends or on special events but for a while we were doing it before covid struck we would go out during the week and we would pass out pizza to the homeless uh there was this young lady in particular she said she didn't want any pizza she said all she wanted was a hug she wanted to know that somebody felt her and I, I think that might have been the longest hug I've had in a long time with any individual that she just wanted to feel like that someone cared about her. And that I think is that that reaffirmed why I started Inspired to Help and why we go out and do some of the things we do. Uh, another story, as we mentioned, Lori mentioned scholarships. Uh, we give out scholarships to, to, to needy students and they're either homeless or kids in foster care or they don't necessarily have to be straight A students. They just need to be a, a person in need. We, we we passed out scholarships this year. And as I mentioned, I'm a little busy. So sometimes I don't get things out when they're supposed to get out. Just and a I didn't little get bit. Their, yeah. I didn't get the scholarships out in time for a particular kid. Uh, that was like a Friday. Uh, that young man passed away in his sleep that Sunday. 
and I, I didn't get his scholarship out. Uh, and we ended up having lunch with his mother. I think about two weeks out, we had lunch with his mother and she seemed to be a little, little preoccupied, a little, a little distant. And I need to take you back for a second. We do an interview process with the kids before we pass out the scholarships. And this young man talks so much about his mother, how, how much his mother had helped him and how much he cared about his mother. So we're having, we're having lunch with her and she, like I said, was a little preoccupied. And I said, you know what? On behalf of Inspired Help, we'd like to present you with your, your son's scholarship money because he was such a great, you know, great individual. And she just sat and cried because she said, I was sitting here wondering how I was going to pay for his headstone. Oh. And that money that he talked about providing for his mother ended up helping her out. And so it's it's those type of things, those type of stories. And there's, there's a couple of others throughout there, but those two stick out really, really important to me. And wow, that's, that's why we do what we touching. do. Yeah. What about, you've talked about a lot of organizations in addition to yours, um, all amazing organizations, very worthy causes. What would you say makes Inspired to Help unique amongst all the organizations you work with? The ability to be a, almost a chameleon. We can be what, because we're small, we have a small mm-hmm. board, there's a, a board of uh, six members. We're able to, to pivot on a dime. If there's something that we see as someone that needs to be helped, we can help them. For instance, uh, there was a young lady uh, about two years ago. She had lost her job and she couldn't afford to pay her rent. We paid her rent for two months. Uh, just recently, a young a young lady, her only mode of, me- of getting to work was her car and she'd lost her car insurance. We paid her car insurance. There are things that some organizations would have to have had a board meeting and, and all these different mm-hmm. conversations. And for me, it was just a matter of sending a text message out and say, hey, guys, we need to help this person. And we're able to help. And I think being being small sometimes has its disadvantages, but other times being able just to call a friend up and say, hey, what can we do? And, and it works out. That's a really great point, Timothy. So Lori, as you listen to all these in the stories, what kind of impact would you say Inspired to Help has made so far? I think the impact has been broad uh, across the community here in the Dallas Metroplex. Um, and I, I want to say that the impact is not only the people that we're serving, it's also the people that are donating and helping us and volunteering with us. Um, because I see, you know, when we ask for donations for the, the homeless, um, you know, usually twice a year, we pass out bags of different clothing, seasonal clothing and op- items for the homeless uh, population. And we'll pack the bags after we get all the donations and sort them and everything. And the people that bring the donations, even in the office here, they just look so happy that they're bringing their items to someone that they know will be using the items. And, um, you know, they're going to continue to, they're giving back in their own way. Um, so we're, I feel like we're, you know, the impact is broad. And I think the, the work that we're doing is showing people that just a little bit goes a long way. I'd like to add on to, to what Lori just said. One of the things we also do is we we go and provide lunches at Ronald McDonald House. And I don't know if you're familiar with how that works, but a organization picks a time and a date and they go in and provide either lunch or breakfast or dinner. When we give folks the opportunity to go there and, and prepare meals, uh, to use expertise, like they may have had this special meal that they made for, from their mother-in-law's recipe. And they give that opportunity to, to, to give it to folks who are in need. And also to see those kids 
who are in a hospital, but they're they're just happy that someone thought about them and spent the time to come over and prepare a meal for them. That opportunity, giving people opportunity to volunteer, I think that helps a lot. It means a lot for me as far as uh, working with Inspired to Help. So that means a lot for you. You've also got to deal with keeping yourself refreshed, vibrant, your volunteers, your board, like the passion burning. What do you do to keep yourself from getting burned out? How do you inspire that internally? I know the people, I, I, I know from the stories, the people do it for you, but how do you pass that to everyone in the organization to keep everyone vibrant and engaged? There's, there's a couple things about that. For me, and I, I can't really, I'll, I'll tell you about them, but for me, it's knowing that I've been blessed. You know, sometimes when you go out and you, you see these different people and you hear the different stories, it's easy to pass by on a car in the street and you look at someone and you don't know how they got there. One of the things that I keep telling myself, I don't want to, I don't care how they got to the spot. All I know is I have a means to help somebody. And to me, that keeps me going. I don't get bored. I don't get burnt out. I just know that there's opportunities to help, whether it's a senior citizen that's just happy that someone's took time out of their life to come spend time with them, whether it's a homeless person who's just happy to get a meal, whether it's the backpacks that we prefer, we prepare for kids for school each year, because we, we do that also. Seeing them energizes me each time I go out and do something. As far as my board members, one of the, one of the great things about the board that I have, the, the folks that I've chosen to be on the board, is they're all involved in other activities. So they all have a passion to help people. So Inspired to Help just gives them an avenue to go out and, and do the work of the community. Uh, we're, we're not a faith-based organization, but everyone's involved in church. And so there's, there's an opportunity there to give back, uh, to help folks. And so I, I, you asked that question. I don't think burnout is, a, is ever going to come into play because there's always going to be someone that needs help. And there's always going to be inspired help there to help them out. I love how you guys, it seems like everything you do often goes back to volunteering and doing good benefits the recipient, but it also benefits the person doing it. It actually has that ripple effect and improves the greater community. Yes. I think anyone who's ever helped anyone, they get that feeling, right? You you feel good about helping other people. And, and it, it, it it's, it's like you said, that ripple effect, because you see others that go out and they help and they start smiling and they always say, hey, when can I do this again? That's always the question is, when can I come back and do this again? And so for us, it's trying to find activities and avenues for folks to get out to help. Yeah, fantastic. Well, as we're starting to wrap up, uh, I want to circle back to something Brett asked about earlier. What's next for Inspired to Help? I see us continuing to grow. Uh, there, There are some activities and things that we have planned as far as how we can bring others into it. I mentioned that folks help us, but how can we get out every day and maybe providing meals for, for folks' meals, uh, providing avenues for kids that that meet community service hours? How can we get out and help in the community? Whether it's, like I mentioned earlier, cleaning up lawns or helping the senior citizens in the community that I grew up in, getting other people involved. I don't know that we're ever gonna be a, a large organization, but what I'd like to be is a is an avenue for folks to come in and work with and to be able to provide for the community. And I think that's it. I think that's a beautiful goal. So Lori, what what's on tap for this year for fundraising efforts? Are there big initiatives you have coming up? I, I, I'm going to get to this point. I want to know. Fundraising is a complicated 
<laughs> for smaller organizations like ourselves. Um, but what we what we are doing is uh, working with a grant writer organization, um, reviewing who's given in the past and think about re-energizing their fundraising efforts. Um, also uh, working with the corporate entities across the Metroplex to see if, you know, we can partner on some things that help them meet their goals as well. And just, you know, trying to make sure that we focus on things like North Texas Giving Day and, um, and still partnering with those great partners that we've had in the past, like Blue Cross and Blue Shield and um, some other partners that have helped us kind of get to where we're where we're trying to go and just see see how we can help each other reach our goals and and do great things in the community. Rick, can I give you a, I'd like to talk to you a little bit about that. That's, a, that's an interesting question that you asked, because when I first put Inspired to Help Together, I took the ideal back to two VPs here at Blue Cross and Blue Shield. And they said, how are you going to make this work? How are you going to sustain this type of program? And I said, it's really simple. I'm going to ask my friends for help. I'm going to ask my friends for money. We have been able to sustain this organization off, off of volunteers and people just wanting to do right by the community. And so far, we've done well. Uh, and I know that sounds crazy. but I think that if you give people a way to help, they want to. They just don't know how. And a lot of times they're concerned about organizations. One of the one of the also the things we said about Inspired to Help, that we would never have a paid board member. That I wanted everything that we took in to go back into the community, somehow helping others. And so I think a lot of people like hearing that that type of setup. And so that that's what we've been able to, to do. That's kind of what, what distinguishes ourselves from other nonprofits that we, we don't have anybody hired, that it's all volunteerism, that, that we're here just to do all the, the best that we can with the money we bring in. It's fantastic. This, what you've gone through, what you've developed, we've watched you from afar and a little bit closer over time, but you've inspired us a lot. Who's inspiring you today? Like, who are you drawing from? What, who's inspiring, you know, the next phase? the next energizing part, are there others out there like you that give you, you know, motivation to do better? For me, it's, it's, it's going to sound really simple, <laughs> but I'm going to say it anyway. There, the organizations that I work with outside of Inspired to Help, whether it be the NAACP or whether it be the school district, hearing those stories and seeing the people sometimes that need help uh, from, from that, uh, that that's I grow I get inspiration from that because there's you'd be amazed at the, the the stories of kids out there who are going to school every day without enough to eat, or who live in a in a in a home environment that isn't you know isn't the best learning environment, and also I get it from church. Uh, I I attend church quite a bit. I have a Tuesday night Bible class for my family members that we get online and Zoom, and we we go from there, and so just knowing what the Bible says about giving and helping, right? I can't leave here with any of the things that I've made so far on earth. So the best that I can, I'm going to give back to help others. And that's where I get it from. It's it's really as simple as that, trying to do the best I can while I'm here. I may have to quote you on that later. I can't leave here with any of the things that I got here on earth, so I might as well help others do better. And then Lori, who inspires you? 
I would say that uh, the people that were, you know, helping, they inspire me the most, seeing their faces um, when you help them and knowing that, you know, what you do is not because you want to um, something in return. You just give because you think it's the the right thing to do and it makes you feel good. Um, my family inspires me to do a lot of work. Uh, I do a lot of stuff in the community for, for other boards as well. That, that helps me to kind of have a well-rounded picture of the need that's out there. And, and when you see the need, it just sometimes sparks action in people. And for me, that, that is just, that's what happens. It, it, it sparks action. And, you know, um, I do a lot of things, but I don't really ever get burned out on, on the things that make me feel good about my life and, and volunteering and giving back to people really, really do that for me. So it helps me to stay sane. Yeah. Well, that's beautiful. And while this is not a podcast about insurance because we all work in the industry, I I, I do feel like you need something um, non-insurance related to just go out and do and and really fill your cup and, and spread that joy. So I love it that you do that. And so appropriate during fourth quarter, that message would come out. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you both for your time. Uh, thank you for all that, that you do um, professionally and personally in the community. And thank you for being inspired to help others. Thank you, for, thank you for inviting us. So great to be here. We barely touched the tip of the iceberg with Timothy and the Inspired to Help organization. My hope is you got the chance to hear the impact of how one small call to action led to the creation of an organization that now focuses on action, reactions, and deepening the connective bonds within their community. Inspired to Help doesn't just limit its focus by design. They have a broad scope of opportunities that aren't defined by a specific societal subset. We briefly discussed their interactions with the unhoused and their scholarships program, but the team also works with mentorship, senior citizen outreach, early childhood programs, and the never-ending What Do Our Neighbors Need? The beauty in the process is watching Timothy and his team have open eyes to the opportunity presenting itself in their local community and taking a tiny step to action. 